you know. Nobody tells you to do something, your ass better do it. We're live now. Thanks for letting me know we're going to live, Sean. Welcome to Still Talking Uncut. We're, going live. we're your host. He's Sean Rigsby. I'm Big Easy. Joined tonight by a special guest, my man, my man, Mr. Dan Gray from the Form of the Bottle Festival that you're going to see me, Sean, Phil Billy, um, lots of dudes. You're going to see us this weekend in Wilmington, Ohio at the Farm the Bottle Festival. If you're not sure about it, get with us. We'll all, give you all the details. Um, you know, we've been talking about it for a while, and we're excited it's finally here. So congratulations on bringing this to fruition. We're excited because it's close. We ain't got to drive six and a half hours. Um, <laughs> so we're real excited about that. So welcome to the show, Mr. Dan. Welcome to the show, my man. Thank you much. So you want to start out on uh, the normal, uh, what are you drinking on, Easy? Or you want to let Dan go first if he's drinking anything? Or Yeah, I'll let the guests go first this time. Well, since you guys mentioned it, I am drinking uh, some Bloody Butcher Corn Straight Bourbon Whiskey from Depth of Speed, which is one of the bourbon distillers that'll be out there next Friday or this Friday. Nice. I'm I'm on the bourbon tonight. <laughs> on the bourbon tonight, huh? Yeah. Prepping for prepping for this weekend, huh? I am. I'm gonna be doing a lot of tasting of bourbon and wine. It's it's that. What about you, Easy? What are you drinking? Uh, you go ahead. What are you drinking? Yeah, what are you drinking on, Sean? The old-fashioned bushlight peach, and and this uh, this blueberry lemonade that uh, Mister uh, Big Easy made. Oh yeah, what do you think about that blueberry lemonade? So uh, we went to we was at Tuck and Reds yesterday for um, American Whiskey had a live podcast over Tuck and Reds yesterday, and so we rolled in and man, it was a great time. You sit there, you know, we're Tuck and Reds trying all their liquor, drinking this, drinking that. I'm passing out blueberry lemonade that I'm working on, and and it makes jar goes up to the guys at the front panel and that shit disappears. I met old Dan there for the first time yesterday. Dan was at Tuck and Reds yesterday. I was there on a podcast. It was a good time. Well, I think I met both you both you guys for the first time yesterday. Yeah, for the first time in person. So Yep, first time in person. It was a good time. I I got I got a little buzzed up there yesterday, man. That liquor was flowing hard and quick and <laughs> and we was having a good time, and it was warm, so, you know, I'm drinking a little bit more, and I had a great time, so, but, um, so, I'm drinking on some of old, uh, Back Porch Batch of Shine, he gave me it to jam, I believe he says it's fig, made out of figs, cool. and, you know, the only figs I like are Fig Newtons, <laughs> well, it's, it's different, man, yes, it's figs. Got a little heat to it. 
Picks are different, man. That's di that's different. That's different. That's for sure. I've, I I like the sweeter fruit, so I'm more of a sweeter fruit guy. So, but anyway, <laughs> set myself up for that one, didn't I? Oh yeah. But anyway, so uh, yeah, Dan Dan got to meet quite a few people yesterday. <laughs> I did. We walked him in, into the group. So, uh, so Dan, go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. If you got a question, I got an answer. I was going to say, you know, kind of talk about what uh, what's going on this weekend, what you uh, are expecting of it, you know, what or well, what people should expect to see, and uh, yeah, why, why come, right? Exactly. Well, uh, what you're going to get at the Farm to Bottle Festival is uh, a whole array of music for one thing. So you're going to get everything bluegrass uh, to heavy metal while you're there. But music ain't the only thing it's about. Uh, the, it's more about what the name of the event is, which is Farm to Bottle Festival, which is basically the process of planting something and it becomes something that we drink as an alcoholic beverage. That's, that's basically the premise of uh, this entire event. So there will be tastings there throughout the weekend. There's going to be several different distilleries, wineries, breweries, uh, moonshiner guys, you name it represented there and have different products that people can taste and try uh lots of food lots of other vendors uh some fun stuff too we got some jelly balls there and a couple other things um but primarily it's about the booze and music that's what it's about and if you like <laughs> booze and music you're gonna have a good time that sounds like most festivals <laughs> yeah. this one's gonna fall in line um and I, I know what I was talking to you, you talking about how um, you didn't expect the moonshine community to just like, I, I don't want to say take over, but like, you know, we, you invited a bunch of moonshine guys and it kind of grew really fast, really fast. And, um, and then now you've got just, you know, once you get it, once you get this group of guys excited about something, it, we, we spread it really fast and, and, and shout out to anybody we can who might be interested in coming and hanging out or, setting up so yeah it spread like wildfire like i said when i first put it out there i was just kind of hoping to get i was honestly i talked to uh chris from paps distillery there back in the uh fall last year and kind of you know tossed the idea around to him of what i was thinking of doing and you know he said if you get something going let me know but as far as moonshine goes he would have been the only one that i'd even talked to uh, about the moonshine part, I'd talked to a few different uh, bourbon distilleries or whiskey distilleries and some breweries and stuff, but hadn't really talked to any of the moonshine people other than Chris. And then I guess somehow when I first put out the advertisement for it, I just kind of hit the whole state of Ohio with a just a small blast of advertisement. And next thing I know, John Benz jumps on and says, hey, you want to have somebody that was on the Master Distiller show come up there and set up and meet people? I was like, well, fuck yeah, we do. Did you tell me you did you tell me you wanted a winner, so you called Sean? <laughs> exactly. Oh fuck. <laughs> guys, it went from there. From John, it kind of spread like uh, you know herpes in a whorehouse, I guess you could say. Um, it's it went from Sean or John to Sean to Lawrence to 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 everybody. Matt, Doug, yeah. um, 
you name it. Everybody was uh, within a matter of a few days. Tim Johnson, Judd, all of those guys. Within just a few days, everybody was on board. I mean, it was probably less than two weeks, and they had all those people on. So, when, when, like wildfire, and you guys must all like each other or something. <laughs> we we <laughs> pretend pretty well, but uh, you know when they, when we go to these uh, big moonshine events out of state. And just the the turnout we get from Ohio is insane. You know, you can ask these other guys, like, man, every other guy I talk to is from Ohio. And so, you know, we have the uh, the new Straightsville Moonshine Festival, and that's early in the season. There's really nothing late in the year for us shine guys to hear, you know, close. So when when we heard about this and, you know, there's going to be liquor, there's going to be liquor, man. We're all on board. Like, (laughs) we're all about liquor, you know. It gives us all reason to get together meet up, um, you know, talk shop, talk liquor, trade liquor, try new liquors, you know. So we're always looking forward to new things around here. So that we got to get it in because it's going to get cold soon. So we're we're, we're packing in all the fun we can around here we can. So You know, I kind of like the fall-type festivals personally. I like it if it's kind of warm during the day, but it gets down cool enough at night where it's not miserable to sit by a fire. I seriously hell wouldn't want to go out and sit by a fire tonight. Nah, man. So, dude. So, hopefully it breaks by Saturday and we'll, we'll be good. So, hopefully uh, hopefully I got a tent inside because I don't want to be outside sweating next to Brian. Well, you guys will all be in – all the Moonshiner guys that want to be, with the exception of probably Brian Silcott and a couple – and the, the people from Iron Vault. Um, I don't know if they're going to set up outside. They'll probably set up their distillery stuff inside. But Brian's going to be – uh, making some uh, stills on site, putting them together, taking them apart, putting them together, taking them apart. Uh, and he's also going to do a couple little chainsaw carvings and stuff while we're there too. So he's going to keep his place outside. And then the Iron Vault Distillery guys, they're going to have stuff inside, but they're going to be doing glass blowing demonstrations and stuff. So we'll have that there. And I got we got somebody doing knives and stuff as well. So there'll be some outdoor stuff like that. Yeah, just some special interest things. I, I think the glass blowing is pretty cool. I don't know if you've ever seen it done before or not, but it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I could, but I could, I could make it look dumb. <laughs> I, could, I could make it. I, I could destroy it. <laughs> Give it to me, I'll destroy it. So I can stop it. Um, <laughs> so how'd you? Um, what, what made you want to put together this type of festival here in Ohio? Dude, I've been doing festivals since 1992, um, yeah. and I, well, I took a little break in there, but I started my own festival. So, well, I'll tell you what, man, I kind of had festival in my blood. From When I was about 12 years old, they used to have this goofy named event, which everybody thought was goofy, goofy called the Heady Wop Ball. And basically what it was, a bunch of people got in the field, got together, drank a bunch of beer and liquor, and to two or three local bands and uh, had a good time and, you know, passed out and got up and did it the next day. So when I was, you know, a teenager, a buddy of mine, uh, he, uh, some of his family had this event on their property one year i went out there and I was like man that'd be pretty cool so after i got out of high school and uh, me and my brother had started a carpet cleaning business we decided you know what we're gonna have a, a party for everybody a hall gross and have a band so we did that the first year just had a hall gross had a band there that was it uh no big deal the year went by didn't do anything else and a year later my brother's like i ain't interested in doing anything like that anymore i'm like well i am so I started what was called the Hog Jam Music Festival, and that's basically what it was. It was multiple bands, hall, and we did a hog roast every year. 
and uh, lots of drinking. And it was a field party out at the edge of town where I lived at, and that went on on and off from 94 up till uh, 2000. Then I took about a 10-year break or 12-year break and did one again in 2012. Uh, then took another break, and then I started doing Rock the Block in Wilmington in 2018 along with Susan from the Visitors Bureau. I've pretty much been doing festivals and events every year since then, with the exception of 2020. So that's kind of how it got going. And this was just a new idea that I came up with to somehow focus on basically craft, what I would call craft alcohol. It could be bourbon, wine, beer, whiskey, moonshine, whatever. Uh, and, and that's kind of how it came to uh, be. I talked to the guys at the fairground and they wanted to tie it into farming somehow so we came up with the name farm to bottle festival and there you go it's tied right into farming <laughs> you know we're all about that bottle so but gotta know where it comes from yeah and, and that's the cool thing too you know because a lot of people um don't really know where to get you know just grain so a lot of people will just go to like you know rural king or tsc or maybe a local a local farm but you know here they'll be able to meet um uh, Oh hell! What's uh? I can't think of his Vaughn, name. Vaughn Schoolhouse. Vaughn yep. Davis. Yeah. Do Do you know if old uh, McDonald's coming over from Pennsylvania? Oh. There's There's another guy. I can't remember what his name. That said he was coming here and he had specialty grains, but I can't. I looked back. I couldn't find it, but they said they're coming set up. So I guess I'll find out when I get here. Yeah, yes, yes we'll find out. Huh? They do specialty grain stuff too, and there's somebody that has like specialty fermenting barrels that they do too. And I, I can't find their old email, so they may if they show up, then I'll know. So. I'm intrigued. I imagine it's a lot to go through and know who, who, what, when. So just right off the top of your head, so we ain't mad at at all. So have you yeah. ever have I, you ever I, made any? Have you ever made any liquor, Dan? You know what? I have not made anything. Bro, come by. So, <laughs> that's something worked out with Brian Silcott to at least have him help me make my own first still. He wants me to come down there and be part of that process and make my first still. So, sometime that's right after cool. the festival, we're going to go down and make myself at least a little small five or ten gallon still and start from there. And you make that still, man, and you bring this. it over and we'll throw some mash in it and we'll, we'll get you a run through it real quick. That's uh, what I was thinking. I'll find somebody. One, some of you guys, it'll hit you guys up either that, or we can have everybody come here to the to the Dan Cave Party Shack that I got. And hey, uh, I, we we start we start making liquor come out of the end of the worm in the Dan Cave, and it's going to be the Dan I don't remember cave. <laughs> <laughs> I had America and whiskey come over. They had never run. They've never been part of a run before, and I needed something for far in the bottle, so I invited them over. And man, they were they were good and lit by the end of it. That's for sure. <laughs> so, them, them dudes like to party. They're my kind of folks. So, no doubt. But oh, go ahead. Oh, go, you go ahead. So, um, as far as the, are you from Wilmington? Is that why you're wanting to do it in, at Clinton County Fairgrounds? Or, well, no, I'm not. I'm from Highland. But, and you know, I don't want to really knock on Highland County too hard, but kind of here's the deal. I've tried to do stuff in Highland County before, 
And if you make it over the two-foot hurdle, they stick up a three-foot hurdle. Then if you make it over the three-foot hurdle, they stick up a six-foot hurdle. And the hurdles just get taller and taller until you can't jump it. And they're like, well, since you can't jump that one, I don't guess we can do it. That's yeah. kind of how Island County rolls with a lot of stuff. On the other hand, in Wilmington, they just somebody runs out in front of you and knocks all the hurdles over and is like, hell yeah, let's have this here. So, I mean, <laughs> that's kind of what it was. And I've been doing stuff in Wilmington the last five years anyway with Rock the Block. So, yeah, I know all the people there. People all know me. I do several events up every year besides Rock the Block. I do uh, several pub crawls and poker runs and stuff like that. So uh, they know who I am, what I'm about, and what I do. And uh, it just seemed like the right place to have it at. So it makes sense, man. You know, go with what you know. That's what I'm thinking. So, you know, it'd be nice if Hillsboro or Highland County here where I'm at, be nice if they would, uh, you know, kind of loosen the reins a little bit people around here are always asking me why you always do stuff in wilmington it's like well because hillsborough won't let me do anything <laughs> otherwise <laughs> i do stuff in hillsborough and just gotta go right halfway. It's, it's just like when i was a kid i'd go to my buddy's house because i knew we'd get away with pretty much anything over there so i'm going there to party and we're not staying at my house because there's <laughs> too many rules right <laughs> you gotta you gotta know where, go where the fun is so exactly so talk, about- little, talk a little bit about uh, like the prices, um, and I know you had said something the other day about like uh, you could get you know five dollars off, ten dollars off. Uh, that way, people don't have to pay full price. Yeah, so there's really not a reason anybody should pay full price. You can even you can go to the farm to bottle page on Facebook right now. Scroll down through. You're gonna find a post where I stuck a coupon on there. Uh, that says $5 off on a daily pass or $10 off on a weekend pass. You can save that to your phone, bring it to the gate, and get money off. So there's no reason anybody should have to pay full price. If you come there and pay full price, you probably don't ever get on the Internet. You just happen to run across this festival somehow. <laughs> but here, here's, the, here's how the pricing will be. Uh, basically, if you come to the gate on Friday and you have no discounts, it'll be $30. Saturday will be $40, a weekend pass will be $60, and then there's some VIP options and stuff on there as well. Um, if you go right now and, and buy them online and have no coupon codes or nothing, all those are going to be $5 less. But there's also coupon codes on about the last three or four posts I've put out that's got $5 off for this, $10 off for that, $20 off for that. So if you went to the Farm to Bottle ticket site right now, bought it at the advanced price for Friday, which is $25, and then put in the five off coupon code, you're going to pay $20. If you don't do any of that and you come to the gate, you're going to pay $30. If you're an Eagles member, send me a message later, and you're probably going to get a little bit better deal than that because the Eagles in uh, Clinton County and Wilmington was one of our uh, – main sponsors along with the Clinton County Convention and Visitors Bureau. So they get some even a little bit deeper discounts for those. But, you know, the average person can at least save $10 off. If you're a police, fire, EMS, healthcare worker, bring uh, bring your ID with you to uh, the gate. You'll get 10 bucks off. Now, you can't take $10 off of this and bring a coupon for $5 and whatever. Whatever's the largest coupon you can do. But if you don't have any of those other coupons or anything else, and you come there and you're a police, fire, EMS, or healthcare worker and show them an ID, 
you're going to get ten dollars off whatever the price is that day. Uh, if you are a veteran, same thing. Get the same thing. Ten bucks off at, at the gate price. Just pr- just bring something showing that you're a veteran. Um, trying to think what else we got there. Uh, oh, if you're an Eagles member, you can bring your Eagles card to the gate. Get uh, ten dollars off the gate admission from an Eagles card. So any of those, any of those things will get you money off at the gate. So, and you know, if anybody is watching this and uh, still don't know where to get the coupons or whatever else, where you turn in to go in the gate for this festival across the street, there's a place called the Hidden Carry Out. Walk over there and get one of the coupons he's got laying on the counter. <laughs> don't get much simpler than that, man. Go to the Carry Out, and yeah. you know. Get what you need there and get you some coupons. Save you some money right across the street. So Worst case scenario, send your kid over there to grab them. Exactly. So, you know, we'll, we go over a few rules and stuff, too. So with this being a, a permit where I have a, an alcohol permit, there is no alcohol permitted to be carried in and out of the festival area. Now, if you're in the camping area, you can have stuff in the camping area because that's not within the boundaries of the state liquor license that I have. I left the camping area out of that intentionally. So people could do what they want to do and bring their own stuff and be in the camping areas if they choose. Uh, can't bring no illegal weapons in with you. We'll be searching bags and stuff. Can't carry no food from outside. So basically once you're in there, you got to buy your drinks and food inside. If you're outside of there, you can do whatever you want. So as far as, you know, food and stuff like that goes. Um, no carry-in coolers. Um, you can bring in like a chair or something. I mean, we'll have some chairs there, but they may get taken up fairly quick. So if you've got lawn chairs and stuff, you can bring that if you like. But, uh, and then there's tasting sessions every day. On Friday, there's a tasting session from at 11 o'clock. Or no, take it back. 1 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock on Friday. Uh, there'll be a one-hour tasting session where you can go in and taste up to 10 different products. All together with all the distillers we have, we're going to have somewhere between 80 and 90 products people can taste. So you can do up to 10 every other hour. So Friday, you'd be able to do 30 of them if you wanted. Then Saturday, you'll be able to do 40 different tastings. And Sunday, you'll be able to do 40 tastings. So there's four sessions each day on Friday, or on Saturday and Sunday, and three on Friday. Friday starts a little bit later just because everybody's going to be setting up in the early part of the day. And, uh, you know, we didn't have enough quite enough time there is going to be some educational stuff every day so vaughn davis is coming to uh on friday he'll be the first speaker he's going to be talking about uh he was going to do some stuff on heirloom grains and stuff but uh the master distiller from jeff the creed she's going to do that um so vaughn is going to uh do something on just schoolhouse farms that first day and then he's going to do something on saturday and sunday about heirloom grains Still looking for some others to do some things. Sean, I may hit you up for something too, buddy. Uh, you got some, five gallon buckets. We need some like 15 to 30 minute uh, presentations um, on whatever you want. It can be any aspect of distilling that you choose. Yeah, be it from choosing the, choosing your flavor to choosing your corn to what's the best best type of still to use. Do you prefer copper or stainless steel? The advantages, whatever you want it to be about, you can do it. You just tell me. And you got like a 15 to 30 minute window to do it in. The blueberry lemonade going down pretty easy tonight, Sean. <laughs> down. 
oh, what'd you message me last night? Like, bro, did you put any alcohol in this? And I'm like, yeah, about a half gallon of like 130. <laughs> yeah. Drinking, I'm going to find it eventually. You know, you're trying, you're getting there, man. You're getting there. I will tell you, I ain't going to find it like Uncle Joey did yesterday. Man, that, that pint, giving that pint, dude, it was gone. I couldn't believe it. it was amazing. Like, you hand a pint and it, between three people, it was just like, shoop, and it was gone. And I was like, holy shit. He done hit hard, wasn't he? Huh? I said, he was hitting it hard, wasn't he? Oh, Uncle Joey don't play around, man. That's my spirit animal. He's a camel. <laughs> so, <laughs> there he is right there, old Jason. Uh, he ain't, he ain't turned down nothing I've handed him so far. Like everything I've had him, he's like, well, yeah, that's me. That's me. It's <laughs> my type of dude, man. So you know, I look real forward to just seeing all all the different types of people that are going to be at this festival. You know, even the different types of distillers and farmers and moonshiners and and you know, you got you got Brian there. Uh, uh, passing out gold coins and and uh, <laughs> showing people how to make stills and he's yeah. real he's real he's real fun to watch man he's real fun to give shit to about being a leprechaun so if, well, uh, hold on don't let me cut you off too 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 quick but um, Dan if you want somebody to speak on something yes Brian Silcott is the man to do it asking about thermal expansion and folding bottoms I'm sure like Brian he could. I mean, I'll hit him up on. Yeah. Thermal expansion on what? And folding bottoms. Thermal expansion <laughs> and folding bottoms. That's what we want to hear Brian talk about. <laughs> I will do it. Doesn't matter. But I'm just saying, Brian. Yeah. Brian, Brian we got likes the to... one. Uh, Brain Brew Distilleries coming out. Uh, they do custom blended whiskey, so he's going to do a presentation on this blending machine that he's got. Basically, they have six aged whiskeys or bourbon, and you can tell him what percent you want of each one of those up to, uh, to make 100%. I mean, it can be 16.6 on all of them, or you can do you know 50 of one and split the other five up between the other 50, or however you want to do it, but they will custom blend a single shot of whiskey for you. That's a one of a kind based on your numbers and whatever you want them to plug into that machine. So he's going to be talking on that while he's, uh, while he's here over the weekend doing tastings and stuff. That's cool. I was being said, is it, is it just bourbon or, I mean, is it any kind of, well, I think all he's got. Thing could blend anything. I mean, if you had three or four types of moonshine you wanted to use, it's basically it just takes a little bit out of each bottle based on uh, what you tell it, what percent you want out of bottle one, what percent out of bottle two. So you can do the same thing with moonshine for sure. And then he also has a rapid aging machine too. Now whether they'll bring that or not, I'm not sure, but I know they're. I know he's bringing that small little custom. Custom blended shot. Plus, you can also do custom uh, custom bottles too. Uh, so, and I've got a couple of bottles of farm to bottle whiskey that'll be there. So, 
based on uh, he's got he's got some 200 year old oak that they reclaimed out of a barn down in Kentucky a couple of years ago, and that's what they've been making their barrels out of for the last several years. Nice. So they've been using that as the flavoring, or you know, as the uh, flavoring for that bourbon that they've been doing, and uh, that had a really really good taste to it. And uh, their their distillery down there is kind of based on the whole riverboat theme so you know one of theirs is called the paddle boat or paddle wheel and hey i'm gonna go over here and have to look at them i think one of them's called tall stacks um but anyway he's got several different uh several different versions of stuff that they do i just got to get my liquor cabinet here and look at it we'll pull out this paddle wheel so this paddle wheel it's a uh, bourbon whiskey finished with 200-year-old oak and European oak, which is good. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know, that tall stacks, I think, is a smoky type one. I, I don't remember exactly what it is. I've tried so many damn new bourbons and whiskeys and stuff, guys, in the last four oh, months. Every kind, of, every kind of moonshine imaginable. People are always sticking something in front of me. They're like, here, try this. Hell, I went to a class reunion last, last week or two weeks ago, and... Uh, one of the guys there uh, was in the military in Turkey back in the early 90s, and he learned how to make some kind of Turkish moonshine, basically, is what I would call it. But they call it olive juice because it's kind of got that olive color tint to it. I mean, honestly, it looks like swamp water, but it doesn't It doesn't taste bad. It tastes pretty good. It's just it's a different taste. It's not something you're used to. Uh, and I think maybe it's maybe olives are in the process of making it. Maybe he wouldn't tell me. It's a super awesome. secret or something, but <laughs> he wouldn't tell me what it was. And then another another one of the girls that was there, she brought me some that she had made. And that's probably about 130, 140 proofing. That stuff burnt my tongue. And uh, maybe more than that, it might be 160. But she gave me some of that. And she said she made it out of corn grits. That nice. was what she used to ferment. So it had a different taste. It was a, it was a different taste than most uh, moonshines I've tried. That's for sure. So anyway, moonshine you've tried. It's good. Good stuff. What's the uh, craziest moonshine you've tried? What's that? Craziest moonshine you've tried or the weirdest or. The weirdest I've tried. Um, Probably that olive juice stuff, man. I'm going to have to say that's the weirdest one I've tried. Now, Flavored stuff that I like the best. That's uh, there is not even there's not even a close second. Uh, my favorite flavored moonshine is that uh, jalapeno cornbread shit that Tennessee Shine Company makes. <laughs> Bar none. I love that stuff, man. I don't know how they bottled that taste, but it's just one of those ones that reached out and grabbed me. Uh, it was kind of like Michael Ballard. He had that commercialized espresso moonshine. Same thing, and that stuff's like syrup that you pull up pour over ice cream it's super good uh you know and i like tons of other different flavored moonshines i don't want to say anything bad about any any of the rest of them but those two are probably the two i've liked the best now i've had plenty of people make me their apple pie their peach pie their cherry pie this cobbler that cobbler upside down cake whatever all of those taste pretty good but most of those are jam-packed full of sugar more sugar less alcohol um yeah. and a lot of times they're diluted down they taste good but you know they're they're not not all that potent always but i, yeah, I, I tell you what i like 
after having a few of you guys around, I like actually the taste of just straight, plain moonshine. But it's also, in the last year, I've got to wear, I like the taste of just plain, straight bourbon. I drink it neat, as they call it. So uh, that, that's kind of what I like to do. I like to actually get the flavor of the actual moonshine, not the, you know, flavor that they added to it. Just the, the flavor yeah. of the straight up white lightning. Straight, clear liquor, man. Yeah. Give it to me clear. And if it's going to have flavor, you better done some infusion. <laughs> I like it better like that, man. Right. Leave, leave all that syrup, syrupness out of it. And, you know, like it infused, man. I like it clear. But, you know, so, I Sean, know when you made your new one, Sean, how is that? Is that infused to it or is that uh, the flavor put in afterwards? How's that one work? Infused in a gin basket. Um, which isn't really ideal for infusing infusing anything really other than botanicals, in my opinion, especially with yeah. fruit. Um, so it's it's a heavily weeded, so um, I think the wheat pretty much covers up any barrier that you get out of it, unless you put it in the freezer and it really tones down the wheat, um, and you get kind of I don't want to say a fruity. What do you think, Easy? I, it gives it that more of the hint. It gives it that fruity hint to it. Yeah. That you would expect more with it and infuse. And I think really uh, chilling those oils in that allows it to, like you said, tames down that malted wheat and allows that berry to come to the front. <clears throat> you know, it's 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 a malted wheat. You know, it's not your normal wheat. And uh, it really pulls a hell of a flavor. If you like wheat whiskey, then, I mean, you might like it. It's dry. It gives you the, the and when we get that good wheat, you know, it makes your mouth kind of dry. And the more you sip on it, the more you want to drink. And and I, I'm a weeded liquor guy. If I, I like my weed. If I would suburban, it's weed. I'll drink it. You know, uh, I really like that the weeded liquor. You know, so I was I smelled it. I'm like, man, that's different because I know he uses wheat, but I didn't. Recall him using malted wheat, and man, it changed the nose on it so different from just a regular wheat that you're normal, you normally get, and you never see it malted in the store. So it was just, it was right. different, man. It gave, it gave it its own characteristics, and you know, like you know, I wish the berry come through more, but toss it in the freezer, man, and it'll help. But it, for running through a gin basket, you know, it did pretty well. Especially the first time you're in there, too. I'm more happy to try some of it if you bring a bottle of that up there to the, uh, the farm to bottle. You will, you will be trying it. it. I promise you that. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure Sean will bring a jar, too. So This stuff right here, I'm going to bring this, and I'm going to have you guys try it. This is that stuff called olive juice. And like I said, it's a Turkish, a Turkish moonshine. I mean, it kind of has that moonshine taste to it. But, I mean, it's got a hint of olive in it there somewhere, too, which, you know, some people may not like that. I'm not really a big olive juice person, per se, but I don't mind the taste of olives. But in alcohol, it's kind of weird, and it's got kind of a, a light, dark, a darkish, light, see-through, greenish color to it. It looks like, it really looks like bong water is what it looks like. I'm willing to bet they infused uh uh, olives or something at some point. Can't 
put my finger on what the taste of it is, man. It's 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 not bad. It's just it's hard to describe it. It doesn't really have a flavor that like throws up any flag in my head anywhere of hey, I've tasted that before. You know what I'm saying? It's like there it doesn't have the hint of nothing to me. <laughs> my mind's like I ain't had no shit like this whatsoever before. Oh, what is that? <laughs> Say it is. He calls it olive juice. He wouldn't tell me anything more than that. I said, well, what's he got in it? He said, I ain't going to tell you. So, you know how those people got their super secret recipe. They don't want to buy know it. So, I'd imagine it's... Uh... I figure somebody that's tasted a lot of stuff, they taste this, they're going to be able to tell what it is. But just for me, it's just different. Not bad, but just different. Okay. Uh, I gotta ask. I know. Um, I think Bill Hockett was the one that told me uh, you're, about you and what you were planning on doing. Yeah. And uh, he he works for Dayton Barrel Company. Are they are they coming out? I know he's got some stuff going on, and he he probably well. I don't want to say one way or the other, but um, are they coming out as a distillery or anything like that? No, I talked to Bill. Uh... About two weeks ago, and he's coming. He's coming out to uh, uh, walk around and whatever, and you know he'll talk to uh, talk to us. He wants to try some different stuff and whatnot. Uh, early on, when I talked to him about, it, he wouldn't make no commitment because his wife was pregnant, but she ended up having yeah. the baby six weeks early, so uh, doesn't have to contend with that now. So he said he'd definitely be there. He, uh, I, I don't think he wants to do any kind of presentation or anything simply because two weeks from then he's doing the same thing at the corn festival, which goes on there at the Clinton County fairgrounds where I'm having this at. So I guess it's just two events too close together and he doesn't want to tread on their water of them having him come there to talk about corn and then him do it two weeks before that in the same place. So yeah. I, I get that. That's cool. You know, he, he had that scheduled long before I had this scheduled. So it's all good. Um, It'll be good to see him though. He used to work for me on Airborne Express. Um, next week he's he's due to be on the podcast. So as long as you know the stars oh, yeah. line right and uh, yep, and uh, he should be on. About old Bill, Bill Hockett. Yep. Dave Barrel Works. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I went down. He's got, he's got a, a beautiful, beautiful place down there. He's got a beautiful place down there. I stopped in one night after we went to the Bell of Dayton, and um, and we went in there and I started talking to the bartender. Really nice folks down there, man. So if you're ever in downtown Dayton, stop at Dayton Barrel Works, get you a shot of that corn liquor. <laughs> I'm always like, I walk into Tuck and Reds, and Tuck's like, "What do you want?" And I'm like, "Corn liquor on ice." It's like that's it, and I was like, "Yeah, bro, I just want some corn liquor on ice, man." And he's like, that corn, liquor that. On <laughs> corn liquor on ice, man. I'll tell you yep. what, you know, I, uh, I drank beam and Coke, man. That was my go-to drink for probably 25 years. It's what I always drank. Never really drank a whole lot of stuff by the shot. I mean, I would every once in a while if I was just trying to get fucked up or something, but you know, I, I never really, uh, never really drank much, any other bourbon. So a couple of years ago, buddy at work, he, uh, He's like, hey, man, want to try some good bourbon? I was like, yeah, sure, what you got? And he's like, here, go try this Eagle Rare. So he sent a bottle of it home with me. And I tried it, and I was like, man, that stuff's not too bad. The next week, he brought me a bottle of Buffalo Trace. 
Then he brought me uh, some Weller, I think it was. And he brought something out. Every week he's bringing me some shit. Stick yeah, it in my hand, tell me to go home and try it. Need so some friends like that. I, I kind of got to liking the bird. Hey, you froze. You froze for a there second. There we go. Yeah, we all froze there for a minute. Yeah, so we did. I don't like there the, is. I don't really like drinking it like, you know, down in it. I pretty much sip on it, but I sip on it if it's moonshine or if it's bourbon or, you know, hell, even even if when I was tasting wines and stuff up there at Tuck and Red yesterday. I'm not a big wine person, but there's a few out there that I do like. And uh, he had a rose petal wine that really reminded me of one that my uh, aunt used to make. And it's probably the first kind of wine I ever tried. So, you know, I, I like sipping on things. I used to do a lot of mixed drinks and stuff like that. Not really into that as much anymore. I'll drink one every now and then. But I'm pretty much a straight a straight liquor person. I'll, I'll take me a thing of my bywater here and drink that and sip on some bourbon or moonshine or... You know, whatever I happen to uh, find that I like at the time. Mostly, it's mostly been bourbon in the last couple of years, but the uh, the moonshine stuff, you know, I really never had. I didn't really have any access to that, and that's kind of about to change. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I had commercialized moonshine, but that's not the same as the the real moonshine. So, I mean, commercialized stuff is all right, but I think you get better flavors, taste, and a little bit more of a real product uh if it comes straight out the still so yeah understandable so, you know I, i'd imagine this weekend you're going to get a lot of uh a lot of uh illegal liquor handed to you Probably. <laughs> yeah. I, we, i'm uh, hoping hey, enough home to where i can uh, fill another liquor shelf over here because i got oh, two I, full liquor shelves already i want to fill up a third one with nothing but homemade stuff I'm going to shoot it to you straight, man. When it comes to moonshiners, like, we meet you, we're going to be like, most of us, we're going to be like, there you go, bro. Take this. This is what I, I like. I like to make this. Let me know what you think. So be prepared. Your arm's going to be full. And I, he must not want no liquor. <laughs> sure, he accidentally backed out. So yeah, we'll be back in. If not, we got 20 minutes to fuck off. And... Yeah, it's all good. Oh, so, shit. I tell you, man, I'm really looking forward to that festival. Um, you know, this year it was all about the jam, the jam, the jam, and the jam was there, but you know, I'm really excited about this Ohio when we finally got us one here in, in Southern Ohio and it's going to be a good time. It's going to be hot as hell on Friday and it's supposed to break on Saturday. So I know I said, uh, Sean, when are you coming down? Are you getting down there Friday evening? Or are you taking off work and getting there Friday morning? Uh, we have a four had a fourth person at work start today today. So I'm not above trying to get off on Friday at least a half a day. So I'm thinking what I'm trying to do is move in on, on Thursday, at least move in on Thursday. Okay. Um, and kind of go from there. That way everything's there, everything's set up. All I gotta do nice, is nice. take off from work or whatever and just roll on down. Yeah, I think I'm gonna roll down Friday morning. So um, we got people asking what time, what times are the event on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Dan? All right. So I got to watch how I touch this phone. I, I X'd myself out of it here a minute ago. I told you, Dan. Uh, I told you. He kicked himself out. Yep. 
basically, on Friday, the gates will open at nine. People can the, uh, some of the vendors and stuff will start setting up and whatever. There's not really anything for the general public there till about eleven o'clock, and that's when we'll have our first first round of speakers. So we'll have uh, four people between eleven and one o'clock on Friday, uh, being Vaughn Davis and I can't remember the girl's name from uh, Jeff the Creed, but I will post all that like the day before, so we'll know who's going to be speaking when, what they're going to be speaking about, uh, and, and maybe we can get Silcott to come up there and speak on the. Uh, Whatever it was you guys told me I need time to speak about. <laughs> you, better, you better get him some phone books to stand on so everybody can see him. That's all right. We'll just put him up on the – we'll just stand him up on the table. Give there him you go. I'll tell you what you can do is ask him his opinion on what old school moonshine is versus new school. There's an hour. <laughs> I love bro. Was, watching you talk pretty hard right enough, on bro. That. See. He would jump right on that, I'd say. Yeah, he would. It's cool. And he's proud of it. So when you put put Sean up there and field questions from the audience, that yeah. that'll be that, that's the best way to go about having Sean up there. Field some questions. I'm sure there's some people out there with some good questions for him. Oh yeah. So basically what I plan on doing Friday, that'll be that long session from eleven to one. That's you know, not getting any tastings and stuff going on in the background. That's probably going to be the, the biggest educational day. Um, Saturday we'll do from about 1030 until noon or so, um, or no, 10 till about 1130. So we'll go a little ways into the first tasting session. Uh, and then Sunday, we're just going to do a two hour block of we're going to have any of you guys from the moonshine side, the bourbon, whiskey, wine, anybody that wants to get up there and be part of the answering team on stage, we're just going to have an hour and a half, two hour long question and answer thing. So if somebody wants to know something about, hey, I want to get into making my own wine. How do I get started? Or I want to try and do my own moonshine. What do I need to get started and who would I talk to? It'll be you guys just fielding questions from the audience like that. That's cool. Who uh, and whoever wants to participate in it, all right. Somebody might be like, you know, how do how do I infuse my moonshine and get the taste out of it I want? Or what's you know, what's the best kind of corn to use? What's the best yeah. kind of sugar to use? What's you name it. So, Super but awesome. I'm definitely going to be trying something myself here sometime soon. Uh, like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna get me a little still here. And uh, it, this past winter in January, my my neighbor back behind me, he might've made something at his house and I sat over and watched it and stuff. And, you know, it wasn't too bad. It, he said it wasn't nice. his best batch he ever did, but you know, it, it came out pretty decent. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you are, man. So, if it, even if it's my best run. I'm like, ah, I don't like that. I don't like that. So that's normal. Uh, so you was talking about there uh, yesterday when I was talking to you, you were saying how there's going to be a working still on site. They're going to be running liquor through it. I mean, we're not allowed to drink it. But there is going to be a working still exactly. on site liquor. Yep, yep. Same neighbor. He's uh, bringing his still. We got about five gallons of mass. We're going to split that up into a couple of days. So we'll run a couple gallons through one day and a couple gallons through the other day. Um, nice. And at what time we'll do that, we're not sure yet. Uh, but basically, you know, just enough to, uh, you know, run pint out or whatever. I don't know how much you're going to get See out of a couple action, gallons huh? of mass, but I think. Yeah, you'll be able to see it in action and, uh, you know, can't let nobody taste it or try it or whatever. But, 
you know, at least people can see how it works. And uh, just for me, I always wondered, like, you know, I, I see shit coming out of the end of it, but how, how exactly does that happen? So, yeah. you know, that's well, the kind of process I'm on. If you see me asleep underneath the still, I just, that's where, that's where the Lord put me. So leave me there. <laughs> roll me over right. every now and then we'll be good so but oh uh, yeah so I mean, you know, you're, you're gonna learn a lot this weekend just just like anybody else is going to i'm gonna learn a lot this weekend and i look forward to it you know it doesn't matter what level you are there's so much to learn whether it's from brandy or farming or or anything you know come open-minded always be a student and you're going to learn a lot if you want to. So that's what I'm, I'm most excited about. Absolutely. That's, that's my, you know, the educational part of it to me is the, uh, the, the most uh, intriguing part of it all. I mean, there's plenty of other cool stuff going on, but the part that excites me the most is just being able to sit in there and listen to people talk about how this shit's actually made. And because I'll probably be able to make a little bit more sense out of it. Then. I mean, you can kind of conceptualize it and watch it a little bit on videos and whatever. And actually, the first first video I ever watched was actually your brother. Didn't know who he was or what he was or anything else. It's just him showing people how to use a five-gallon stovetop still and make some moonshine at home. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking, <laughs> about my, talking about my cousin? Like, my, yeah, my cousin Phil Billy. Uh yeah, man. Okay, get, your cousin Phil. Yeah. 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 Hey, man. We go. We go back a long ways to showing people how to make liquor at home. You know, and wh why have the knowledge if you're not going to freely spread it to people that that want it, who 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 truly want it. You know, why not give it to them? Why not help the next person get started? You know. So. Started. You know, it was. It was not. I mean, if I knew how. Charge no body hell. I had a cob cleaning business for 30 years and if somebody if i go out if i go somewhere or somebody calls me and it's like hey how do i get this out of there i ain't like oh yeah you can't get it out yourself you need to call me fuck that i don't play like that if i know it's something they can get out themselves whether i'm gonna lose a hundred bucks on it by not going there or whatever i will still tell them now they may just say hey i want you to come do it and that's fine i'll come do it for a hundred bucks but i'll also give it away freely and say hey you know you can probably use some vinegar on it and there's some vinegar and water or you might be able to use some windex or you can use you know this cleaning product or that cleaning product to get it out or i might just say you're shit out of luck you ain't gonna get that out of there because red kool-aid don't come out of white carpet <laughs> so yeah. i mean that's what i'll tell them i tell people that i don't i don't i'm not gonna have somebody have me come out there and me knowing that that white red kool-aid ain't, ain't gonna come out just so i can get a few bucks out of them i just don't play like that yeah, I'm all about, you know, I'll show you how to do it. So you see how terrible it is. And then you're just like, ah, I'm just going to buy it from him. Let him do it. <laughs> and once I show you how terrible it is to do, you're like, ah, nah, you know, ah, I'm just going to pay him to do it. So I ain't no problem showing people how to do it. And I'm always like, man, you do it yourself, do it. Because it's a different connection you have with what you got going on if you're able to do it yourself, you know. As opposed to, oh, I bought it and here it goes. Right. See, that's all with that. But if you can do it yourself, I always recommend you do it yourself. And you'll have a much, much better connection with everything you got going on. So that's what I love about people that come up. They're like, oh, you know, they're like, oh, I watch the show, this, that, and the other. And uh, they're like, wow, well, you know, I brew beer or I make wine. And 
you know, I'm really interested in getting into distilling. I'm like, well, fuck, you got the hard part down. You know, (laughs) making a good fermentation and being successful with that is is half the battle to making a good jar of liquor. Because in my opinion, it's really done in fermentation. You know, if you run it fast, as long as you don't scorch it, you can always rerun it again. You're right. You know, it's all in the beginning. It all starts in the beginning. You got a good foundation at the beginning. After you make that, it's not hard. Like you said, you get a lot of guys who make beer and wine. They're like, dude, I make beer and wine. I'm not sure about about distilling. It's like, bro, just throw it in a still and put heat to it. (laughs) Mash it, mash in a pot, fire, cold water on a condenser. You're going to get liquor. And it's literally that simple. Hell yeah. Well, Sean, you got anything else for old Dan? I can think of right now. Um, just, yeah, tell everybody where they can find you, find the... Uh, yes, if uh, they got questions about Farm the Bottle, Yep. Uh, just let everybody know where to get a hold of you or, or how to find out about it and, and all that. Well, the three options that you got are... You can look. You can find it on Facebook on uh, the Facebook page, which is Farm to Bottle Festival. Uh, you can find it online at www.farmtobottlefest.com, and then from that, there's also a a link in there to the tickets on that that'll take you to a ticket bud, which is the ticket site for it. And then we're also on uh, Instagram under Farm to Bottle Festival with a underscore between every word. So those are the easiest places to find. Uh, when when you come out there to the festival, I'll be the guy that's probably in some kind of a tie-dye t-shirt, most likely. And it'll probably say Farm to Bottle Festival or or One Dog Entertainment on it. One of the two. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, I look forward to uh, seeing everybody that's going to be out there. Yes, um, spent a lot of time putting this together, but honestly... It's kind of paying off right now because I really don't have a ton of stuff left to do to set this up. It's more so just, you know, a little minor detail stuff of, you know, getting out there. I got to put up some fence and stuff to make sure that, you know, we have the alcohol zones marked off really well and, uh, you know, get the uh, get the stuff squared away for, where, you know, people coming in and getting their campers set up and people at the gate, you know, doing the gate stuff. Yeah. Setting up the stages and whatever. All of that yeah. stuff, though, is pretty, you know, pretty easy to fall in place. And most of it requires me just saying, hey, do this. And then somebody else goes and does it. So the stuff I actually got to do myself is pretty limited other than just probably field 10,001 questions over the next three days. So oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what I'll be Get you an assistant. And if you can't get a hold of Dan, hey, get a hold of me or Sean, man. We'll point you in the right direction. Find out info for you. You know, we're all we're all going to be there. Check us out. It's going to be a great time. I look forward to meeting you for the second time, Dan. You know, um, I would imagine the hardest part for me about That's this festival is going to be not not going back to the Airbnb by noon and, and sleeping it off. So, <laughs> <laughs> Got to try to maintain, man. It'll get you. It'll get you quick. Right. But anyways, um, it was a pleasure having you, Dan. We appreciate you giving us your time to come on and talk about it. Um, and everybody left but me i'm the last one here so you're it all right <laughs> welcome, welcome back i went solo for a second i had an acapella going on 
I was about to, I was about to, uh, I was about to say. That's the face only a mother could love, and good thing it's about hey. to go off. <laughs> as long as somebody loves it. We love all y'all. Appreciate you. I'll see you Friday morning. Dan, Sean, I'll That's talk good. to you in five minutes. So um, we'll see y'all next Monday. Hopefully we'll have old Bill Hockett from Dayton Barrel Works. We'll see you at nine o'clock, hopefully next week. And if not, then maybe at 10. But anyways, we love all y'all. Have a great weekend. Have a great week. We'll see you this weekend at Farm to Bottle. Have a good night. Excellent. Everybody shine on. Oh. <laughs> Dan kicked himself out quick.